Ta-da! Personality and plays and entertainment. There, We are in a golden era of what's possible. Dan and I talk about today the uh, play that he invested in from Jeffrey Madoff, which is spectacular. We just saw it together last Saturday. You normally think that your return on investment is going to be money, but my... Uh, I've already had a 10 times return on investment just by being a passenger on this ride of creating a new Broadway play. I'm just excited about being alive right now in the world of entertainment. I just came back from a great adventure in Chicago. Besides a couple days of strategic coach, we went and saw personality, the play, uh, which is a uh, Lloyd price musical. Here's the fancy mug. I got a uh, fantastic Yeti mug. And this is the, um, the, uh, whatever that, what are, the, what are these things called? The notes at a play. The program. A, yeah. It's another, another thing. But anyway, Playbill. That's what it is. I was looking for Playbill. Playbill. Yeah. So, and our good friend, Jeffrey Madoff, uh, put this play on. He's been working on it now for, I think it's six years. Six years, um, yeah. I've been hearing about it since he started talking about it. I thought, oh my God, man, are you willing to risk your entire career and your livelihood and probably your savings working on a play? I thought, what a terrible investment. And uh, the first time he sent me the uh, draft of the script i was blown away we um we saw the table reading where he got actors together and you know hearing about watching the development you're an investor in it you just went for you was it your sixth or eighth time or was it seventh six uh yeah it was the sixth time i've seen it from the so there were three stages uh um well, I got the script too before it happened, and then mm -hmm. I saw on video I saw the table reading, and then uh, there were thing called workshops, which is the first time the whole play is put on except for costumes and scenery, yeah. and that was in New York, uh, you know, right in the theater district, and uh, they have seventy-two hours according to union rules where they can put on two presentations. And um, it um, it was terrific. It was terrific. And uh, so just to take the watchers and listeners of this back, uh, Lloyd does a lot of documentary or, or uh, Jeff Madoff does a lot of uh, documentary films. And um, one of the subjects was a man by the name of Lloyd Price, who it turns out is the first legitimate rock and roll star and he crossed a bridge for whatever they call this music uh, before uh, he crossed the bridge but he was the first real legitimate rock and roll star and this is in late 1951 early 1952 mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, I remember him because I was seven and eight years old um, in 1951 and 1952 and yep. Lloyd and I are both from Northern Ohio, and we're both in our 70s. I, mean, I think I'm about four years older than uh, Lloyd is. And so we have a lot of uh, history that we can uh, collect. We have a podcast series called Anything and Everything, <clears throat> just to nail us down. And uh, 
anyway, uh, we were at lunch in New York um, six years ago, uh, five years ago, and Lloyd said, uh, "I'm, I've, we're really ready to go to build the <clears throat> play that you read the script of. And uh, so, um, you know, he was talking about the first funding round and uh, he, got, he went to the restroom and while he was away, Babs and I said, let's, let's invest in this. And when he came back and uh, uh, I, I, I said to, um, um, I said to Jeff, um, we really want to support you. And he says, well, that's very much appreciated. He says, moral, yeah. support, moral support is really good, but what I'm looking for right now is money. And uh, I said, yeah, we're interested. And, uh, you know, he named the minimum entry and, uh, you know, and we took a look and we says, yeah, we'll be in. And yeah. we've done it three times now. And it go, you know, as it goes, so it's like a startup in any, you know, like a technology startup. You have these right. funding, funding rounds and you jump from stage to stage in terms of your you're further away from the marketplace and then at a certain point you're in the marketplace and this um uh in chicago this is right in the theater district of chicago at the studebaker theater and they were about a month into the um 12-week run so they have a 12-week run which is a really big run for the for a play uh 12 weeks and it is spectacular okay and uh, <clears throat> and it's so well written and it's so well cast and all the other skills, the choreography, the set design, the music director. And of course, it's all the original music. These are all number one hits yep. on, the, on the hit parade in the 1950s and 1960s. And he's just uh, the character of Lloyd Price is just an extraordinary um made in America type of character. You wouldn't get this type of character anywhere else in the world. And the play yeah. really reflects this. And fortunately, Lloyd Price was still alive when we did our um, the workshop stage. And I it was backstage after the play. I was Babs and I were able to talk to him. And he's, you know, at that time, he was 86, 87 years old. And, um, you know, didn't develop a lot of bad habits that people in the entertainment industry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the things that they take on to shorten their life and therefore shorten their career he he led a, led a full life and it's a great story and yeah. i recommend anyone uh who's interested in um history who's interested in music who's interested in theater to get to chicago as fast as you can and uh, sign up and bring a lot of your friends with you. I, we've had so far probably about 20, 50 or 60 strategic coach clients and their, yeah. you know, their family members go to the play and uh, they all come back and say, what a spectacular play, you know. Yes. In Chicago, they have about five magazines and publications which uh, put, they have a one through 10, which you should do this summer and uh personality the play um named after his most famous hit which was personality if you go to youtube yep. and you look up lloyd price you you know you've heard the music you just didn't know who wrote the music and who performed the music and that's right uh, 
the actors are spectacular. Um, the the cohesion of the play is just amazing for the start to finish. And I've seen it twice so far. I saw it the, uh, the first week, and I've now in week five, and I saw it, and I was just amazed at the tightness of the production. Yes, I. Um... <clears throat> I'll I'll give you my quick evaluation and gratitude to <clears throat> Jeffrey, and then I'll also um, tell you a little bit uh, a couple other what I think are interesting things. First of all, I don't know if you remember this or know this, but you know Tim Tim Ferriss is one of the investors in this uh, project yeah. as well. Yep. And um, Tim and and Jeffrey go back uh, a long time, and there's there's really some some amazing people involved in it, and as far as the music, you know, of course, what Lloyd Price is the a couple of the most recognizable songs are, of course, personality, the song, do, 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 that one. And then, of course, Lottie Miss Claudie. But he is a guy who you'd absolutely recognize his music. And he really genuinely lasted for decades. Productive. Sam Cooke was one of uh, the people he mentored. And there's a Little Richard, uh, Little of, Richard. Yeah. It's just like he knew everyone and he was one of the first to do uh, televised music shows from he was a location. the first recording artist to own his own label. Yeah. And he was the first African-American to um, really figure out the music business and figure out how to not only make but keep his money um, and stay out of trouble, like you had said. So um all those things packaged up in a remarkable show what i loved about the program if i went through it is from the moment it opened up um one of the things that they did that i really liked is they had uh two versions of lloyd on screen at a time so there's a younger one and then the older one who's the narrator and um that play between the two where they're actually engaged it's sort of like breaking the what do they call it breaking the third wall or the fourth wall and on screen when the uh character turns to the camera and talks to you um when like ferris bueller did that fletch did that there have been a couple of movies um i think like airplane probably did it too and then blazing saddles you know that that is a it's it's kind of shocking yeah and yet it, it's, it's shakespearean it's shakespearean yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. To have that narrative with the audience. Is, well, Hamlet comes out and, they, and they, he's talking to himself, but he lets you listen in and he's talking to himself. You know? So smart. It's just a but great. What, what's interesting is the character, the uh, adult Lloyd Price, his name is St. Aubin. Mm -hmm. uh, he came right out in the audience periodically, you know, and would talk to the end of it. You know, he would sing to the members and he would high five yeah. them and they, he would make references so it, it really uh it was a very um interactive play uh although it was uh you know it was a stage play and the action took place mm -hmm. on stage uh, but what i noticed the huge connection between the audience and the uh, the uh company the theater you know the the cast company and everything else. So it was just this enormous connection that was established in uh, the first minute. Mm -hmm. And it stayed yeah. right, it stayed absolutely till they were taking their vows. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly. Um, <clears throat> if I were going to talk about the things I loved the most, um, 
it is tight. Like it, there isn't an offbeat in the whole thing. Um, and what they're pulling off both vocally with dance, with costume changes, the flow of the thing, there are no breaks. You know, there's uh, some lighting tricks during transitions, but I, I found the pro- watching the production just as entertaining as the show and um, the performances of the singers, what it's clear is they're hungry, you know, and that doesn't mean they're inexperienced or not talented. You can tell they're hungry. Like they, they know they are writing a great show that is exceptionally well-produced, exceptionally well-written by people who care. And while you're watching it, the whole time I was like, God, I can't wait to see the movie version of this. This is a movie. And I think from a brain perspective, I walked away feeling as though I couldn't tell whether I watched a play or a movie. And when that happens, it it means that there's a, a certain level of congruence and timing impeccability that is exceptionally, exceptionally difficult to pull off. Yeah. And yeah. I remember, the other thing is yeah. they, they pioneered an entirely new sound technician, uh, sound, oh. sound technology. And that is, you know, when he went to turn the radio on and the radio yeah. off, that was being done by the sound technician. It, what, that there wasn't actually actually any music coming out of the radio, but it made it seem like the radio. And anywhere where one of the casts were singing, they were able to amplify the sound uh, of that of that person. And this is the first time that this technology has oh. ever been used. Is it some form of like 3D audio processing or something like that? Or um, because it, and it could have been just my brain. It felt directional at times. Yeah. And I was trying to, oh, okay. I was trying to put my, I didn't know that, but I noticed it. Well, was the like, other huh. thing is the set seemed to be a movie. They would, yeah. uh, you know, when they were driving in a car, you would see the traffic going by. Right. The, the way they did the monitors and the screens behind them, it, the yeah. it, it's basically, it wasn't project doors, but it was projection. Yeah. It, and, yeah. and it's, Partial, so it wasn't like there's a whole set of screens and monitors, so it didn't distract from the. No, your eye filled in. It gave you enough yeah. suggestion that your brain could yeah. fill in. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, you know, uh, Lloyd is just or uh, Jeff is just an incredibly good writer, and oh. he's a he's an incredibly good producer who can bring amazing talents together and yeah. work uh, work on a common purpose. Yeah. I would say, um, and I love how he asks because he doesn't, he's not a hard anything. You know, like he is, you know, if you want to be involved in this, great. He doesn't take anything personally like he, but um, to the level of commitment, dedication and consistency, that's another big thing about uh, Jeff. But I would also say his, um, he has the technical the level of detail and attention, it'll be like, he's like fractal like meaning when you look through a microscope or a telescope and you keep on seeing a universe, Mm -hmm. that's what Jeff's brain is like to me. Because when I, like he and I, here's the, here's the way I describe hanging out with Jeff. I'll call him up and I'll be like, Hey, let's meet for coffee. And coffee means you start at nine and you end at about four 30 when the coffee shop's closing, because 
uh, there is a constant stream of fascinating topics that all flow together and it's not um an ADHD orgy, you know what I mean? It's it's like there is there's continuity to the conversation and um and but yet there's that creative flow. So he's he's genuinely one of the best conversationalists I've ever known and he's got an endless stream of great stories because He's not, you know, Vivian often says, if you want to be fascinating, you have to be fascinated. And um, he is an exceptional interviewer, Um, really, really knows how to get in and pull the core and essence out of an individual or a circumstance or situation. And so he's a great filmmaker, producer, writer, and I can't I can't say enough good things about him. So, yeah. Um, One of the things is about three years ago, um, Jeff and I created a podcast. uh, And so about every fourth podcast we do was um, just asking Jeff about the creation of something like Mm -hmm. this, you know, and uh, it's all guesses and bets, you know, the, you know, I I mean, uh, he said, uh, he says, this is a high risk investment. And I said, and I, I told him, and Babs and I told him, right, uh, we're not, I, we told him, uh, Jeff, we're not investing in the play, we're investing in you. Right on. And, and I said, so, and, you know, after the third round of investment, uh, uh, he said, you know, you know, uh, this is really risky, what you're doing here. And I said, I've already got a 10 times return just by uh, being, um, you know, being a, a passenger uh, on this trip. So I said, don't you worry about the, but I said, I think there's going to be a big return. You know what? The moment I saw the, in its first, uh, um, yeah, workshop setting, I said, this is one of those iconic plays that'll be going 25 years from now, 50 years from now, mm-hmm. okay? because it so captures what happened in a particular decade when rock and roll hit the world. And this was the first guy across the bridge into this new world. And I said, this is a timeless play. I completely agree. It's this is, it'll be just as fun to watch in a hundred years as it was now. So let's, let's flip over to, um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about entertainment and, shifting entertainment so at this moment when we're recording this um and i was just talking to uh a past uh strategic coach member joel zadek who represents many many uh big name comedians in in hollywood including jordan peele tiffany haddish jimmy chang jimmy uh, wang and many lots and lots of others i mean big big players get more clients grow your business with better marketing and messaging make more money and get a better life with more freedom of time, money, relationship, and impact. Learn more about our three-day, one-on-one, done-with-you reinvention workshop. Visit connecttomike.com to book a conversation with me right now. All right, back to the episode. And there's a writer's strike going on right now, and the actors are about to strike. And I've had a, I've had a feeling for quite a while that this is an industry that unfortunately, you know, they were devastated during uh, the lockdown Um, Hollywood in general, it's been ripe for uh, 
a big change on the way back from flying home last night uh, or the night before I watched a chunk of uh, Babylon, which is really a movie uh, with uh, Brad Pitt. And um, it's really about just how it was a transition period when Hollywood went from talkies to, or what went from silent films to talkies and how the people who used to be in silent films couldn't get their head around this new era. And um, right now, you know, we went from the traditional film world and then VHS and DVDs and rentals and then to streaming. And now um, everyone there is fearful about what's going to happen with AI. It's my opinion that in the entertainment industry, doing strikes and expecting the world to stay the same is putting a nail in the coffin of a lot of Hollywood. And if you think you're, you're protecting yourself by trying to force your will on an industry um, that doesn't have control over itself and costs are going to continue to go down um, and the value of things is going to completely shift. You know, the world of virtual is going to change all this. I have a, I have a tremendous amount of respect for entertainers, entertainment, the creative process, and it's hard. It is a hard business, but Mm -hmm. the world is changing. So you just can't build castles on top of sand and expect things to be stable. But I'd, I'd, I'd be curious what your take is on what's going on right now. And you've watched a lot of shifts and changes in entertainment Mm-hmm. Um, I consider you to be an entertainer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, just a different kind of entertainer, but at the end of the day, we're in show business. So what's your take on what's going on right now? And, uh, I, I just, I want to get in a, a sense of your perception because you have the benefit of, uh, more history on your side. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, interesting. The golden age of movies was actually the, uh after sound had come in it was really probably from the mid 30s to the mid uh, 50s and it was the studio system and it was based on stars okay and you had stars Mm -hmm. and the studio protected the um uh prevented the public of knowing too much about the personal lives of the stars yeah okay and uh, a lot went on there that you wouldn't want to the public to know. And they were royalty. Uh, when I when I grew up, mm-hmm. the, the actors were the, America doesn't have royalty, but the movie stars came as close to being royalty as any um, you know as a, a, any profession ever became in American history. Okay. And when the studio broke down, uh, there was a plus for actors and there was a minus for actors. And the plus was they had a lot more freedom to go out and do their own projects. And there were a lot more independent movie companies, but they weren't studio system. They weren't, and they didn't, they lost the protection of the studio. Okay. And, um, the other thing is they became uh, it was we we're going through real political change and the actors identified themselves with certain political 
uh, themes. And I don't want to know what my favorite actor thinks about politics. I don't want I don't want them to to and they don't realize that they're they're losing their luster every time they open their mouth Mm -hmm. about about, um, one of my favorite actors. And it's a he's a a longtime actor. He's British by name of Michael Kitchen and Michael, uh, I think, started acting and being in movies when he was about 18. And I think he's in his early 70s now. So he said, and he's been continually employed over that period of time. And during those mm-hmm. 55 years, you know how much interview time he has, either in print or in sound or in visual? Four no, minutes. Don't have- four minutes. Four? four minutes. And he was really boring. You know, he was really boring. <laughs> yeah, he said, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm really busy. I don't really think much about that topic. You know, he said, mm-hmm. you know, he says, I go to work in the morning and I act all day and then I go home at night and I meet my family and, uh, you know, um, you know, I've got some hobbies. I do my hobbies and everything else. But he said, uh, yeah, it's all about what I do during work hours. And he says, and uh, I don't know much about act acting, but people tell me I'm a good actor. And yeah, uh, yeah. I don't I don't have any theories about it. Uh, I don't see th- that there's anything significant about it other than actors or people who are good at pretending to be other people. And, uh, you know, yeah. and, and it's the people I pretend to be are the really interesting people. He says, I'm just somebody who's good at pretending. And uh, yeah, it, it says in the characters that I uh, the characters that I take on don't really reflect who I am as an individual. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. people people don't really want, I find people don't really want to know who I am as an individual. Well, we've come 180 degrees from that. He has a yeah. great series. It's one of the great, um, uh, um, uh, probably BBC, probably uh, British Broadcasting Corporation, probably. Yeah, I think one of these great series. It was about a seven year series with, uh, you know, roughly 10 hours a season called Foil's War. And it is one of the most spectacular acting jobs I've ever seen in my life. And just and he doesn't do anything. It's not an action thing. But he uh, he has a way of moving his face that uh, shows up, but it doesn't show up when he's being filmed. It shows up when the editor's looking at the film. He has a way he has a way of saying, oh. And there's mountains of meaning. And when he says, oh, you know, sense of timing is everything else. But um, but he has a mystique about him. Boy, I'd really like to get to know this person, but he doesn't let you get to know him. Yeah. And that that makes him a special kind of entertainer. So my sense is whether it's entertainers in sports or entertainers on stage or entertain, I don't want to know anything about who they are as individuals. And from their perspective, they shouldn't want anyone to know who they are as an individual. They should only want people to know them through the characters that they play. Yeah. 
<clears throat> that takes an enormous amount of ego control and well I confidence think, well confidence yeah oh for sure the expectation of an actor these days is so much different because of the level of activity required and demanded on them and also the fact that in the past <clears throat> i think i've told you the story before but richard dreyfus um i spent a chunk of time with him and he is a classic example of oh, a guy who yeah yeah he's he's actually um fairly coarse in real life and he talks talks a lot you know we we remember at um yeah you were on uh, the plane you were on the plane yeah yeah but there's there's a phrase that we talked about this last week um and i said vpm it's value per minute it's how much value comes out of your mouth per minute and um <clears throat> he's a great actor but he talks too much when he's in person he doesn't get to the damn yeah. point you know it'd be like god i'll spend an hour and a half on something and it's like shit i don't i don't know what the hell you just said and um he's he's but i like him like he's he's fun to hang out with it's just like god dang just get to the point man sell me um and i've hung out with a few actors who are similar on that level and and just like you say they don't have to be the most interesting people in the world and sometimes shutting up is really important but these days um like if you look at ryan reynolds he just sold his mobile phone company for billions of dollars yeah. just like uh um george clooney when he did his alcohol deal um made him a billionaire okay uh and actors have a level of freedom and independence because their platforms and their social media are massive currency multipliers yeah. and fame well, multipliers. I, I, I tell you a great symbol of what actors have become is uh megan well and actors as mm -hmm. royalty and royalty as royalty okay that she was invited in to the royal family and then she told the whole world about her inner feelings about being a member of the royal family and mm -hmm. quite frankly i don't want to know anything about the royal family i just want to i just really like their pageantry and i just really like the yeah. you know i just like the theater yeah. i just like i just like the theater of royalty you yeah. know and uh, boy the queen uh, who just died she yeah. had her role down totally past. She stayed in character for 70 years, you know? Yeah. Because nobody, and I don't think she, you, you have anything on film about what she felt about anything, you know, or thought about anything, but no. she showed up every day. She showed up on time. She did what she did, what she said she was going to do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and uh, everything. And Megan wants us to know about her inner toil mud. You yeah, know, yeah, and then yeah. Uh, and everything, and not only has she lost her status as a member of the royal family, but she's lost. lost I, I don't even. I, I wouldn't want to no. be anywhere. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be anywhere near this person as she is as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very. So low, I think yeah. I think that's a nice contrast of what's happened to the field of acting. Yeah, and 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 she thought uh, Buckingham Palace was just like Hollywood. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's not. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And Holly, yeah. Hollywood isn't anything like Hollywood used to be. You know, it's a, it's right. a different world. You know, they're 
um, you know, they're, yeah. they're chopped liver. <laughs> yeah. Well, that maybe my last point in the entertainment world, because I know you've got to wrap up soon, is that um, what I predict is going to happen is very much what happened. We're podcasting, the pod, difference between podcasting and radio um, and what YouTube did where um, distribution and platforms are basically free now. And uh, you're rewarded with, you know, it's, a, it's, it's always been a popularity contest, but now um, your ability to reach an audience is easier than ever before. And what AI and some of the new tools are going to enable really smart entrepreneurial actors, actresses, and producers to do is bypass all the system. Yeah. So unions are putting, um, I think they're shooting themselves um, yeah. another time and uh, you can't protect yourself and you're going to be rewarded on a pure meritocracy basis for being a, uh, extremely productive. Um, and not only that, understanding yeah. what the audience wants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There will be the level of transparency. And you know what? Jordan Peele did that when he started doing all of his YouTube stuff years ago. And that guy got a half a billion dollar deal. Yeah. So, but, uh, well, we can uh, bring this one to a halt, but I think the the most important takeaway is get your ass on over to see this play right. personality yeah. because it's so damn good. And uh, these actors and performers really, really deserve uh, this attention. And I want Jeffrey to be unbelievably successful. I want that. I want to see that play in Las Vegas and on Broadway. And I want to see that and movie in London made. West End. Oh, hell yeah. And I'll go. I'll 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 go there with you. That's uh, I do that as long as it's not winter. Yeah, not a fan of London in the wintertime. But um, uh, anyway, it was. I I want to continue having this conversation about entertainment, entertainers, and yeah. uh, making cool uh, things because this it, this is we're about to begin a whole new era of uh, movie making and uh, what entertainers can do. And I'm really excited for um, the entrepreneurial ones who decide to take matters into their own hands, take control and create great things without the burdens of the past inflicted on them. Yep. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode. Make sure you like, comment and share this with people you love. See ya.